One day in 1998, a police officer named Jeremy was eating lunch at a local coffee shop and met his friend named Mike there too. Hi, Mike. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? Good. Mike walked away and ate his lunch. Jeremy left and went to get his car and just drove around for a while. He listened to the radio and finished his drink he got from the coffee shop. <clears throat> his partner, Henry Bartholomew, or just Henry for short, Henry was out sick that day. He had the flu, and Jeremy called up to check, him, check on him. Henry picked up. Hello? Hello, Henry. How are you feeling today? I'm fine. I just need to rest. Oh, okay, I'll call you later then. Goodbye. Henry tried to sleep, but he felt like someone was watching him. He looked and saw his wife. Well, what he thought was his wife. He turned on the light and saw a young man with bloodshedded eyes and a broken shard of glass in his hand. Because Henry was a cop, he had a gun in his drawer. He quickly tried to grab his pistol, but the man jumped on him and was holding him down. Because he was sick, he was too weak to fight back. The young man murdered Henry. Later that evening, Jeremy got a call that said Henry's wife was brutally murdered. Jeremy arrived with the detective and some other officers blocking the scene. Detective John. Hello, you must be Jeremy. Yes? Jeremy nodded and his head in sadness. He walked in with John and looked at the bodies in disbelief of his friend Henry <coughs> that they died. They didn't know how he died. So he searched the scene. For a while, he found some evidence. Piece of glass, a gun with Henry's fingerprints, DNA from the killer, and a broken door in the back, and a picture of Henry and his wife on each of their bodies. Jeremy used a DNA sample and sent it to the lab. That might, that might take a little while before we get the results of proof. Possibly so. One week later. There's no one in existence with these fingerprints. Could be something inhuman. Could be. I have no idea. Jerem Jeremy did more investigating about the murder of his great friend. Later that week, he attended the funeral in sadness. A man walked up and said, Look to a cave in a common place, said the old man. He walked away behind a tree and disappeared into the light. Jeremy thought for a while and rushed to the police station. He looked at a place where him and Henry always ate lunch together. And he looked where the old cabinets are because they were new, they were regenerating. <clears throat> he removed the cabinet. There's a whole cave down here. He gathered a few officers and headed down. Wow. This place is creepy. Ah, uh, do you guys hear that? Oh, wait, I need to redo that. Wow, what is this place? It's creepy. Wow, what is this place? It's really creepy. Uh, do you guys hear that? Yup. Hey, what's this? Jeremy picked up an old radio playing a choir song. They turned it off. After that, they had arrived at the table with a curse set up. They looked around. They looked around with flashlights and saw pictures of Henry and his wife. So they concluded that it was a man who it wasn't a man who did this on his own will. He heard screaming in the other room.
they ran to the room, and a man said, It wasn't me. It wasn't me. He cursed me. It wasn't me. Please, believe me. It was... A gunshot happened. The three cops looked and saw John. They all drew their guns on him. Man, what is wrong with you? Put your hands up. You made him kill him. You're not a detective. You're a monster. Will, will, will. You cracked the case. Mike secretly called for backup as more officers arrived to surround John. He had a plan. John quickly ran away into a... Into a tunnel. Lisa, Mike, and Jeremy all used their flashlights and chased him down the tunnel. Mike and Lisa tackled John. You're under arrest, John. No! Now that John was in jail and sentenced to life in prison, Jeremy could finally have peace. He'd laid in his bed at night but saw a figure at the end of his room who was dressed kind of like a nun. He couldn't tell. He flipped on the light. Who's there? The lights flickered out in quietness. Jeremy had held his gun in fear because he remembered what Henry did. He saw the figure at the end of the room. It started levitating. Then he saw Henry's face on the figure and heard the familiar song he heard in the caves. Then it became quiet. He woke up in a sweat. Now he's traumatized of what happened to his friend and what he all saw in those caves. The end.